0: I'm Barrett Chapman, and this is The Art Department.
1: This episode of The Art Department is brought to you by Sketch. Sketch is well known as the definitive tool for digital product design but its powerful vector editor and easy to use interface make it the perfect tool for any designer. And with libraries on Sketch Cloud, you can share your design system or style guide with your whole team. From illustration and iconography to web, branding and even board game design, Sketch has everything you need to get started on your next project. Whatever you're making, make it with Sketch and you can get started for free today by going to mof1.network/sketch that's mof1.network/sketch hello and welcome to another episode of the art department i'm your host andrew sale and i am really excited about today's episode Today I get to talk with Barrett Chapman. Now Barrett's work is fantastic and though he's not new to the scene, he is new to me and we get to talk about all the ins and outs of what makes his work unique. He is bringing back that look that you know, that nostalgic feel, that nostalgic vibe that is quintessentially 80s and you see that in his work from the get-go. We talk about that, we talk about his love of horror genre and specifically the new film it chapter two and his work that he did in conjunction with that so i'm gonna let that all speak for itself and i'm gonna stop talking now because we want to hear from barrett chapman so ladies and gentlemen here is barrett Well, Barrett, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. This is exciting for me because um I have very recently uh come to to know of you and know your work and instantly fell in love with it. Um and so I'm super excited to talk to you um on, on this episode and get a little bit more knowledge about you um and hopefully begin what will prove to be a flourishing friendship um but before <laughs> we before we plan any uh trips away together why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are um and kind of what you do and and how you got there
0: sure and first i'd like to say uh, thanks andrew for having me on this is a uh, super cool uh let's see what can i tell you about myself Uh, i'm up in vancouver canada i I kind of do illustration as a side gig. I work in video games kind of in my day job. And so as I found that I was doing less and less art at work, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to keep drawing at home. And so, you know, over time, this sort of kind of picked up and kind of gathered steam. And now I'm just doing a bunch of posters all the time and filling up every square, every spare second I have.
1: Well, you're filling up every every spare second you have, and you're filling up every square inch that I have on my walls, which (laughs) I don't have a lot to spare. So now I'm having to like rotate things in and out. Oh, Um, you're at
0: that point, hey? You gotta like find the seasonal prints where it goes up at Christmas time and then Halloween and.
1: Yep. You're, you are exactly right. That's how we have to do it around here because we just don't have enough wall space. Um, But so you're in Vancouver now, are you a born and raised Canadian?
0: I am. Yeah. I uh, grew up in Alberta. And then when I kind of got out of high school, I'm just like, well, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. So I, I moved to BC and I went to animation school at Capilano college and then I did that for a little while. It was kind of being like, a, this was way back in the day of like 2D animation when that was still a thing. And, uh, and so I did that and ended up working in animation in just kind of, that was during the, like the, the internet craze. And so I did some, some web animations and some like TV and I did one shot on one feature film.
1: Oh yeah? And then,
0: uh, yeah. It what, was,
1: what feature film was it that? It was,
0: oh, I'm sure you'll, you'll know of it. It's Marco Polo Return to Xanadu.
1: you know (laughs) i think that one's on my netflix yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: funnily enough it was actually you know remember when they started doing the uh the oscars the animated oscar yeah and they had to fill a queue of 10 it was on the list that year and i'm just like wow what is going on yeah so
1: you have worked on an oscar nominated well i wouldn't say
0: nominated i think it made the short list but anyway okay that's yeah it was a, a very brief dipping of the toes into the feature pool, but uh, that was always the dream, but didn't end up going that way. So long story short, worked in uh, animation. And then that, and at the time is kind of like the early 2000s in Vancouver, that industry was kind of struggling. So the studio I was working at was a place called Pork and Beans. They ended mm-hmm. up, uh, they couldn't You know, they were just really great place to work at. I loved it, but they just couldn't pay me. So as luck had it, I had one of my friends from animation school from back in the day. He called me up that day and said, "Uh, I'm working at this games company called Next Level Games. Why don't you come over and be a concept artist for us? And it was just incredibly fortuitous. And I jumped on board. And I've been there ever since. I'm coming up on like 15 years at that.
1: Holy cow
0: yeah so it's still uh, doing
1: concept art.
0: Uh, no, I ended up doing concept art for a while then I did a little bit of animation now I'm actually art directing.
1: okay, awesome
0: yeah so, so what what uh,
1: kind of yeah. games like what kind of games are you working at at next level?
0: Uh, we work exclusively for Nintendo right now okay but uh, before we used to do a bunch of different stuff like we did the uh, the first the Captain America tie-in game for okay. the first film. Yeah. So we did that one and then uh, just a bunch of other ones. But most of our stuff we're known for working with Nintendo. We Are just you working... wrapped uh, on we just wrapped on Luigi's Mansion 3.
1: Oh my gosh. My son is an absolute like die hard fan of Luigi's Mansion. Um, oh, right that on. whole franchise. In fact, he's gone as Luigi um, for a couple of years, yeah, as for Halloween, and he lo- <laughs> no he way. cannot wait for Luigi's Mansion Three. He awesome. cannot wait for it. So um, I'll have to uh, let him know that I I talked to someone who worked on it. So there's like this this debate within the gaming sphere that says that to be a true gamer, you need to be either like PC or Xbox or or PlayStation, but like Nintendo doesn't make the cut. Um, as it pertains to being a true like hardcore gamer, do you think that that's true or do you think that Nintendo has made their way into that space?
0: Um, it's a good question. I, in terms of like the hardcore stuff, it's hard to say, but I've always thought, uh, in terms of like game design, I don't know if anybody really does it better. So, when from that angle, I would say, of course, Nintendo has a seat at the table because when you look at pure game design and what makes games really popular they they know exactly what they're doing i
1: and and i i couldn't agree with you more and it seems to me like what makes nintendo so um prolific is or so unique is the fact that they're prolific they create a variety of a bunch of different things and it seems like they're not afraid to try new ventures and kind of bridge into these new spaces whereas I mean yeah you you're in the world of maybe VR now with some of with some of like PlayStation and various things like that but beyond that the general gameplay has is the same that you had on Xbox 1 or Xbox 360 or PlayStation 2 you know like it's a lot of the it, same kind of third person shooters or or first person shooters and that's kind of what you get
0: Yeah I think uh you know they find a formula that works for them and then it's really it, I don't want to say rinse and repeat because they're always evolving sure. and adding sure, to sure, it, sure. and uh, and Nintendo does the same thing for sure. I think that you know you've got a bunch of Mario Brothers games that's based on the same mechanic, but they definitely they branch out. And every time you you start a project, I think it's they're looking for what's that new thing, and it's always always starts with the mechanic. Like what is it? What's fun to do?
1: That's, I love it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's why I am a a true and true and true Nintendo fan because it, it always feels unique. It always feels, it doesn't always win, right? They're, they're not, they're not all winners. Sometimes sure, yeah. they explore <laughs> some new things and it's like, Oh, that's not awesome. Um, but I think for the most part, you know, three out of four are, are tons <laughs> of fun and, and the family can kind of come around it and it, and it's, and it's good. What's been your favorite game to, to work on to art direct, um, in the last maybe five years
0: uh let's see probably working on luigi's mansion two and then definitely the third one has been a lot of fun i didn't art direct the second one okay i just uh i was the presentation director on that one and that means i just kind of directed all the cutscenes in the movies and stuff like that and uh so this one i got to art direct and it was just basically a dream come true because i'm love horror flicks and i just that spooky vibe that you get in that game was just it uh, just had my name written all over it so
1: oh my gosh it's i so perfect segue right perfect segue because <laughs> the next piece that the the latest piece that you've come out with through uh, our friends over at hero complex gallery you just released for the the black light 3 show um is it chapter 1 and you talk about creepy you talk about horror it is it, right? I mean, like, that's kind of the quintessential, that's the movie that that makes everybody scared of clowns. It's the movie that everyone of my generation is terrified of clowns because of it, and this is the new version of that. And your poster 100% delivers on that creepy factor.
0: Oh, thank you very much. That was That was the goal.
1: <laughs> so for anybody who hasn't seen the movie It, I mean, I feel like there's maybe spoilers, but I don't know that... You should have seen it at this point, right? This is yeah, not like just, we, we are far past the statute of limitations on this, right?
0: Totally, yeah. yeah. I think, uh, and if you haven't, you know, just go surf elsewhere for a while and come back and yeah, just come back, yeah.
1: Um, half but, an
0: hour because we could talk a while.
1: Yeah. So, Pennywise, <laughs> the dancing clown, is the mm-hmm. the main uh, antagonist of this film. Uh, although some people would maybe argue that he's the protagonist of the film. Depends on where your head is. <laughs> Um, and how dark you are, True. but, um, in your, your poster, he is front and center and, uh, scars What's his, what's his first name? Uh, Bill, Bill, Bill scars Um, who I think is the most amazing, like, like, okay. Yes. You've got the original and you've got, you can't, you can't ever change that, but if you're going to do a new version of this, I don't think you could have picked a better actor.
0: Well, I don't know. Like, you know, Tim Curry's that was classic and yep. everyone can agree with that one for sure. There's no doubt about it, but I actually, I can argue that I think Bill Skarsgård did a, what, like a much better job at bringing the character of Pennywise to life. Cause yeah. when you read the story and you understand, you know, what he is and you watch Skarsgård's performance, there's like nuance in there that's giving you backstory and like, just giving you all the stuff telling you when you see i think when you see chapter two and you finally get the full story of what he is you'll be able to watch that first one again and go to get a whole new layer of depth to his performance i think it's so masterful
1: so as you were as you are clearly immersed in this world and you this is something that you're <laughs> passionate about and i love it i love it because i don't meet a lot of people Especially in this in this sphere, I talk to a lot of artists who who do a lot of cute work and who do yeah. a lot of really fun, bright, vibrant Disney type stuff. Like I, I talk to a lot of those artists, and I love that stuff too. But I love the horror genre. I love the I love it as a property. I love the new the new reboot of it, and with Chapter Two coming out in just um, a couple of days from when this episode airs. Um, i couldn 't be happier to talk to somebody who is who has that same level of passion um, oh, what i 'm right do- there with you <laughs> what did you do to um, as you were preparing for this piece and as you were um, drawing up sketches and and working out the the mock ups and things to send over to Adam and the guys over at um, at Hero Complex, what did you do to prepare for that
0: uh, kind of I did what I usually do and i I tried to. A, I try to steer clear of the internet, frankly, because you know I'm working in a in a field right now where it's it's kind of booming, right? This alternative movie poster thing is really it's picking up some steam. Yeah. And so, it it is incredibly popular. There's a lot of stuff out there, and uh, I just wanted to, you know, whatever I came up with, I wanted it to come from me, and then I'll find out later if someone else had kind of done that idea, and then find something else. So I usually just watch the film for sure i'll start with that then uh basically i kind of go through the movie and i like scour it and i find reference the film and usually by that point i'm some ideas start percolating in the back of the brain so for it we uh this one was just kind of like a a lightning bolt is one of those nice wow that came really easy the design just sort of popped in there with the, the three different elements and um
1: yeah, talk and us through no, talk yeah. talk us through the actual design. So for anybody who hasn't seen it, um, you can take a quick hop over to uh to your Instagram post. Go to Barrett's Instagram post. His his Instagram handle, by the way, is Mr. B Chaps, um, which I think is a fun I think it's fun. Um but uh go over to Mr. B and just scroll back a couple of posts and you'll see the the poster that we're talking about. We will also post it in the show notes of this episode. So if you really don't have, you know, access to Instagram right now, first of all, what are you doing? But second of all, just hop over and uh, and we'll we'll post it there. Um but talk us through the elements of this poster.
0: Sure. So, uh the pennywise pose that I picked was, you know, I kind of rolled the dice on that one because it was one of the first promotional images that they had released of Bill Skarsgård in full makeup. And this was, you know, here he is, people. Here's the new Pennywise. And it's a brilliant image. It literally, it just immediately got people psyched for the film and kind of, it's stuck there. So I went through the whole film with a fine tooth comb and there's a million great shots of him in in that movie. But this is the one that I just kept coming back to. I'm like, this is the one I got to paint. And then the idea of, you know, what he does with his victims and how he drinks the fear from them. And then they just end up in some weird stasis in his lair. That just, that was a really terrifying image that stuck with me too. So I, that coupled with, you know, you'll all float and, you know, bursting from his head, the way that his head kind of cracks apart when he's, you know, defeated in the end, those were just, images in my head that I just couldn't shake. And so, it, like I said, it just came together really quick. I kind of added those elements in there, put together this nice, um, more of a vertical composition that sort of echoed the his layer, the chamber yeah. that you're in at the end of the film. And uh, and there we go.
1: It draws it, you up, for sure. The piece draws yeah. you up, which I, I love. I think the, the composition of it works perfectly with, with the property um, using the balloon as kind of a focal point, but then also yeah. his, his face is a focal point and then everything drawing in between. So is this done completely digitally?
0: Uh, Yes. This one was entirely digital. So okay. I usually work in all in Photoshop cause these are, uh, these are screen prints. So mm-hmm. the way I work is I do all of my separations and layering myself. Some, some artists will do that uh, where they'll, you know, get somebody else to do that yeah. work for them. But whenever, when I started doing this, I just, I like to learn that technical side of stuff so that I can improve on the art so it'll make a better screen print. Yeah. And uh so anyway, I did all that in Photoshop and uh it was I think uh, ended up being just nine colors, which is pretty good. I'm
1: that's still a decent amount of colors.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a lot for a screen print, but I'm getting the numbers down. Like I've done some st- stupid high color counts. And it's, I'm sure the printers are like, are you serious, man? You could do this with a lot less. That's part of the technical challenge that every, every poster I'm trying to improve on a little bit with that set side of stuff.
1: So talk to me uh, on the post. You showed that there's kind of two. Um, I I didn't see that there was a variant, but one of them looks like it's almost foil or is that how it looks under black light?
0: No, they, they did a, a very small run of foil prints. So basically the, uh, they kind of took the white elements from the poster and just left those out, and and the foil paper came through. And the I guess uh, Adam was telling me that that variant just like disappeared very quickly.
1: Oh People yeah, really
0: gravitated toward it. It but, looks uh, fantastic. It under-
1: the the variant looks fantastic, and I, so I was excited for them to come out. And when they came out, I'm like, oh, I don't see that. Maybe it was just how it how the black light ink, you know, is. It, once it's under black light, that's how it looks. But I guess that is it was a variant yeah, and it's it was a variant a
0: and and yeah, they uh they just went bye-bye very quick. So that makes me happy. That was awesome. Yeah. And Adam has it just he's got this crazy good knack for trying things out at the printing stage. Um so the vari the foil variant wasn't actually anything we discussed. He's just like, Hey, when I went to the printer, I'm like, Hey, what are some fun things we could do to create a variant? And so he did the foil one, which obviously you know, resonated. He also did some really cool parchment variations on my Goonies one, which we can talk about later, but yes, uh, yes, yeah, it's yes, yes. just those guys. They just, yeah, they know their business.
1: <laughs> yeah. So are you relatively new to this, to this sphere? Like with the, um, the, the post, the, uh, like the alternate movie poster world.
0: Uh, no, I've been doing them for since about 2014, I think is when I started. Okay. So, I mean, relatively new, but- you
1: got a few years under your belt.
0: Yeah, just, and it's, like I said, it's a side gig, so I'm pretty slow on the output. But, uh, you know, maybe if I get like four four
1: or five prints a year, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Is this something that you would want to continue to build and maybe take over as being your full-time thing? Or are you still super stoked to be working in video games and want to do this as a as a side gig?
0: Uh, it's a good question. I think uh, I'm actually really happy with the balance right now because the, the day yeah. job I get to, um, I get to work with a lot of people and that's, and like I said before, the company I work for is amazing and I could easily just spend the rest of my days there doing that and then supplementing my creative itches, so to speak, uh, with the poster stuff. So yeah. right now I've got like a, a pretty good work-life balance that I'm happy with. If uh if the poster stuff like exploded and all of a sudden, you know, Lucasfilm called me up and like, you're doing the next star Wars trilogy. I'll be like, well, okay. That sounds like too good of a gig to pass up, but you know, I'm not really holding my breath or anything right now. It's just, you know, I I kind of be doing this stuff anyway if it wasn't uh, just for my own self. Yeah. That's actually how this whole thing started way back in the day. So it's I'm I'm cool with it as it is right now. I
1: I love I love your your approach to that. I love your your mentality going into it. But let me just tell you from the perspective of a person who's who's relatively involved in this um, in this universe uh, uh, in this industry, not as a producer but as a consumer, and then as somebody who is regularly seeing this and talking with people who are in this, you've got the goods to to do this as your as your thing. Like the stuff that you're producing is is as top level as anybody else that's out there doing it. The Oh, wow.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Like when I first got it, in fact, um when I first saw your your Goonies piece, which is the piece that I was introduced to you through a couple of months ago, I saw it online. I've always wanted a Goonies piece because I'm a huge fan of the Goonies and that that film. Um, Mm -hmm. and just eighties films in general. That's just, that's what I grew up with. Um, but that movie (laughs) specifically is so, uh, just kind of quintessentially part of that, that kind of growing up that that coming of age kind of angsty. Um, I wasn't a big fan. It it was my film as opposed to like, um, Ferris Bueller's day off. Like I didn't really resonate with Ferris Bueller. I resonated with the Goonies. That was 100% kind of my, my deal. Um, and so I've wanted a Goonies print for a long time and there's been a few that have come out that have been good and I've either missed the drop on them or they just didn't really really speak to me and then when I saw your Goonies piece come out it feels so much like it is ripped from the wall of the 80s it feels like an (laughs) 80s movie poster and when I first talked about it when I first saw it I, I told some of the people I was with it, it harkened back to any of the Drew Struzan pieces. Like, for instance, you've got that Back to the Future piece back there. Yeah. Um, it harkened back to any of those Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, any of those kind of, uh, like, if you're talking about a movie poster from the 80s, it feels very much like that. And so you are 100% in that space.
0: Oh, well, thanks very much. Um, I think... I think you hit it on the, the heads like obviously if you looked at any of my stuff you can probably see the like the dna of drew struzan all throughout it like he's probably the artist that made me want to be an illustrator you know full stop and uh you know there's there's a couple people working out there today like uh paul shipper and stuff he's it feels like he's taken that mantle and he, if anybody has a chance of kind of resurrecting the illustrated film poster, it's probably him because he's his stuff is just ridiculously good. And so, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I I think I'm the same way. Like I I grew up on those posters. That's just the way my brain works. Like a lot of the uh, I think a lot of the alternative movie posters people out there, they've got this more modern sensibility to them. Uh, yeah. just different kind of graphic techniques. And it's it's great and it feels fresh and current. I think my brain is just stuck back in the eighties.
1: Well and I think that's it, what
0: I grew up on. I grew up yeah. on that too.
1: Yeah, and I think it works. I think you've got these two these two um and I don't think they're even competing, right? They are complementary oh, yeah. um uh approaches to to doing this. And you know, you've got the Ollie Mosses who who can have like this minimalist but have this really kind of intricate attention to detail that's done through a a minimalistic mindset. And then you've got this more kind of traditional um, movie poster that that focuses really, really heavily on realism and uh, composition. And I just, I I couldn't be happier with the the work that you put out. What do you do when when you're trying to, um, when you're trying to just nail the likeness of, of somebody?
0: Um, It's, Drawing likenesses is just something that I've always loved to do. And again, that probably comes from Struzen. Like there's when you're doing a likeness, I'm sure any artist can tell you there's a point when you're working on it that a a switch gets thrown and the face comes to life. And whether it's in the eyes or even as simple as getting just the, the reflection, that little pin light in the eye correct, a lot of the times it's just, oh, there it is. They're they're alive. They were dead. Five minutes ago and now they're alive so i think that's that's what i'm always trying to look for whenever i'm doing a face and that's it is i could do them all day because it's just like it's like meditation for me it's it's really nice so it's is my it's, favorite thing to draw
1: yeah is is it something yeah. that you've had to work on or is that something that you in, just inherently have had since since you've been able oh, to draw like it's just something no, no, that you it's,
0: do it's something I had to work on for sure. Okay, So it was very intentional. Uh, oh yeah. It's uh, cause that's just the thing for me. If the audience is going to connect with anything, it's going to be the characters that they loved from the film. And if they can't connect with like the eyes and there's, they just feel dead or they're slightly off mm-hmm. for me, it's sort of, um, you know, it can throw a, throw a print off. Everything could be amazing about it. But if that faces or the likeness is just slightly doesn't ring true then yeah you know it can it can go sideways it's a really it's a tough thing to do and but that's for me that's the the big oh thing. yeah
1: i think it's interesting that you talk about the eyes um because with the goonies piece specifically the the top third of that piece is focused on one-eyed Willie, and it's a skeleton <laughs> it's a skull with an eye patch so you're i mean the whole thing is 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 kind of hinging on the fact that you want that to feel dead (laughs) (laughs) um what made you decide to go that approach to kind of have him that character be the the main uh the the main focus of that piece yeah
0: um it's you know there's goonies is just like rich with visual icons Mm -hmm. and there's just so many things you could pull from uh he's the he's the MacGuffin of the film like they're going after one-eyed Willie. and so you know when I kind of started doodling some different ideas it was it was always there plus like I said selfishly I like drawing faces and mm. skulls kind of fall into that same category so I'm like well I'm just gonna have fun with this one and it's it's a bunch of heads and you know kind of trying to draw in some of the the fun stuff of the of the, the film but who wouldn't want to draw a giant skull and spend like dozens of hours on that. So part of it's like definitely selfish. And part of it is like, that's what I really want to see on a, on a poster for Goonies anyway.
1: Yeah. Draw the, draw the, the piece, do the piece that you would want to have. I mean, what's the, if you're not doing a piece that you would want to hang on your wall, then it's kind of, you're, you're missing it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. I, I kind of touched on what is something that I do when I'm drawing a poster half of it's what would i want to hang on my wall and that's really the main driving one and then the second one is is what am i going to have fun painting for many many hours and some people they could they'll draw anything and and they'll just love every second of it there's some stuff that i you know like faces for me i have that i can do that all day and just having a great time But some, you know, more technical aspects of illustration and things. If I had to draw a bunch of buildings or a cityscape, I'd it would be like pulling teeth because it's just it doesn't get my doesn't get me as excited as other things. Sure. Some artists would just be like, oh yeah, I'll just get lost in that and have a great time. So that's kind of I'll I'll weigh you know my designs based on you know how is this something I want to hang on the wall? Does this really speak to the film for me? And then am I gonna you know go crazy trying to actually illustrate this thing
1: yeah 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 so So. nuts and bolts then um as we start to kind of round the bases on this conversation nuts and bolts how long did it take you how much time do you have in the Goonies piece and in the it piece
0: uh let's see the Goonies one was pretty quick um because I was going to LA for E3 and I knew that uh Adam wanted to, you know, he wanted to do a screening of it. That's when we, we launched the print. So I didn't, I think I wrapped that guy, whew, you know, working a couple hours a day for two weeks, roughly. So I don't know. I don't really count my hours, but, okay. uh, you know, it's probably in the neighborhood of 40. And then it was maybe a little north of that.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's, that's a decent amount of time uh, yeah. put, put into you these know, I, things.
0: I think if I'm, you know, it's probably a couple hours north or south of that if I had to really crunch the numbers. But yeah, you know, these, especially with the screen prints, it's there's a real technical side to it yeah. that uh, for me it it can slow the process down. And depending on, you know, I've I've done enough now that I think I'm getting a little bit faster at it, and because I've just I've got kind of the steps a little bit more dialed in. But earlier on, when I first started, I you know you could push that number to a hundred for yeah. sure, just because, you know, the the number of layers was getting ridiculously big, and doing you know managing those files can be kind of like mental gymnastics, yeah, because it's, they're just they're crazy. And then, you know, now it's uh, it's a little bit easier.
1: Well, there's an art form to creating the art, right? Beyond just like having to be artistic and having to know how to to paint when you're doing the separations there's an art to the technical side there's a science to it and i would love to sit over your shoulder while you do that because i don't understand uh how someone creates a painting like that and does it through the lens of okay i have nine colors i'm gonna separate these out in this way to make this look the way that it does that's i've talked to hundreds of artists who do this and it still baffles me i've had people try to explain it but i would really just like to sit over someone's shoulder and watch them go through the process of doing it because it just doesn't make sense to me my brain doesn't think that way
0: oh yeah it's and i'm sure everybody does it a little bit differently but uh it's it's kind of a weird a weird monster that you just have to grapple with and it's it's taken me a, a good number of prints to sort of get happy where okay now i feel like i can I can paint the way I like to paint, like I would do if I wasn't doing a screen print. But now I can, and now I can actually make a screen print of it. So
1: yeah, I love that. All right. So what's what's happening in pop culture right now that you're most excited about, and what's happening in pop culture right now, whether it's movies, uh, TV, games, whatever, that you're just like, okay, I'm over it.
0: Okay. Uh, most excited about, honestly, is going to be it. Chapter two. Okay. That uh, I'm that book. When I read it, when I was a you know a lot younger, I was a kid when I read that. It's one of my early Stephen King books that I read, and I'm a King junkie, so I read that book I don't know two or three times now. And so this new movie felt more faithful, uh, you know, outside of changing the timeline where sure. it takes place. Uh, this movie felt really faithful to the the heart of the book. So I'm incredibly curious to see what they do with the second half. When I don't know if you've read it, you, the story just. It takes on a whole new dimension and uh, I I can't wait to see if they tackle certain aspects of the book or if they're just going to kind of allude to them or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see. So that one I'm really excited for. Um, What am I over? Wait, wait,
1: wait. Before before you get to what you're you're just done with, are you excited about Bill Hader and uh, the casting that they did with it? Because I love Bill Hader and I was a little – I mean, I love Bill Hader and I love it. And it felt a little weird. It's I've come around to it now, but I was a little like, oh, okay. That was interesting casting.
0: Yeah. I, I had the exact same thought. Uh, and then I saw Barry and I'm like, okay, Bill Hader, he can, he's got some dramatic chops too. Yep. And, uh, and so I was like, all right, you know, that director, he's, he clearly knows what he's doing because the, he cast that first film so impeccably. That you know what, man, you got my money. Just just hook it up to my veins.
1: I love it. So, that that was exactly the thing that turned me was it was watching Barry and saying, oh, okay, I think this this could work. This makes yep. I, he's got this darkness to him that, uh, but it's still done in a totally Bill Hater way. And I just I love it. I think it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, and I think for him in that character, I think he'll be able to, uh, you know, bring what. He was when he was a kid mm-hmm. into the adulthood, and he still has that sort of smart-ass, like, whip-crack sensibilities that he hides behind as an adult because he's just carrying this huge trauma. Actually, well, I think in the the way the story is written is that at the, when the kids leave Derry, they, they forget almost completely yeah. what happened to them as kids. And then uh and then when they get drawn back. Dad, did you ever read the book? I didn't read the book, but you I've seen the, okay. I've seen the
1: original and I do know Yeah. A, so quite you remember about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So as they leave it's almost like I don't know if it's just well, when you get into the more cosmic elements, but I don't know if it's just, hey, we're going to let you kids kind of live life and you've survived that, so you don't remember it.
1: Well, it's and PT. Then, I mean, PTSD, I mean, that, yeah. like, that's a huge component of PTSD is just f- forgetting and compartmentalizing your brain to not yeah. being able to, you know, so you can function, you don't even remember that these things happened.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think uh, in the book, I believe there's almost something like, supernatural about the way they forget yeah and i thought that was really interesting so we'll see if they if they touch on that in the in the chapter two because that'd be pretty cool
1: yeah so i'm There's, i'm right there with you if uh yeah. if if i had the money to fly up to vancouver uh i i would love to go see that with you because the person that i'm gonna end oh, up yeah. going to see, going to see that with isn't super excited about it but he has to watch it because he does film <laughs> reviews. So like, he doesn't like scary movies. He hasn't seen the first one. I'm excited to watch the first one with him right before we go see the second one, but yeah. I would love to go see it with somebody like you who is like totally into it and totally knows what, what they're looking at and what they're looking for. All right, what are you oh, just yeah. done with pop culture-wise?
0: Um, I think I was done with Game of Thrones at the end, you know? And yeah. so I'm kind of, I'm happy for that to be over, and uh, I don't know if my appetite is there for more, like, spinoffs and stuff like that. As much as that, don't get me wrong, like, I ate that stuff up and I was yeah. on board. I didn't even think they, I thought they kind of stuck the landing pretty well. You know, all things considered, they had to end it. And it just, my biggest complaint is the last season felt really rushed. But otherwise, I was, you know, I was happy the way that they concluded. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, I was you know, I was happy the way that they concluded most of those characters. And, uh, I usually, I'm not uber critical when I, when I watch stuff, I'm, I'm have this, I call it a superpower where I can almost turn my brain off and let the story take me. And I, I don't try to like, guess who the killer is. I'll watch movies with my wife and she will super good at it. She'll just turn around and go like, Oh yeah, they're the killer. I'm like, as if sure enough, she's right. So, for me i you know i'm on board i'll let the you know the storytellers kind of tell their story and i'm probably like the perfect candidate so I, I didn't have a problem with the way it ended but at the the end of the time i'm just like okay feel like i was saturated with that with that that world
1: you're what they call in the industry a great mark you just exactly buy it. yeah <laughs> you let you let the story happen in real time and you let them tell you're the one who's sitting on the couch going, oh, when they reveal the twist. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's amazing. I didn't see it coming. You I allow yourself thinking. to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then I, I can always go back and then I like to dissect stuff and look at it from the craft side of things yeah. and, and everything. But first viewing, it's almost always like, yeah, yep. Yeah, just take me for a ride.
1: I love it. That's that's honestly, that's a a dying art <laughs> I think most people view (laughs) things through the lens of criticism now and through the lens of because so much of of what we're seeing these days is a retelling of something that was around when we were a kid or it's just an iteration of something. And so we're always comparing it to something else before we even get to what the actual thing is. And so I think if you can continue to hone that, um, you will you will you will find that you are in rare air (laughs) because I think most people can't do that.
0: Well, it's it's tough for especially people in your position and uh, and your and your partner there. It's like you get to watch a movie once, and then you've got to talk about it, and mm-hmm. you've got to look at it critically. So you, I think you have to wear those those different hats the first time you watch a
1: film. I, I'm
0: unburdened
1: with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm unburdened with responsibility. Oh, I love it. Um, well, so tell everybody where they can can find you, where they can support what you're doing, they can follow what you're doing, and uh they can connect with you.
0: Cool, yeah. I um I've got uh Instagram for sure. It's uh Mr. B Chaps and Twitter is that same thing at Mr. B Chaps. I've got a website, and that one is uh, artofbchaps.com. And yeah, so yeah, I like I said, I I'm pretty slow on the output, but there's always a few updates here and there so yeah happy and very grateful for all the support
1: oh it's it is um you have found a new fan for sure from from me um and i know the uh the people who i've shown your work to um are just enamored with it and i can only imagine uh that it will continue to build and grow and even if it is slow to come out it pays off. The, the payoff is there. It is fantastic. I can't wait to see what you put out next. Uh, you have a new fan in me, but hopefully uh, I, I have a new friend as well. Um, we love the Canadians. The Canadians are some of our favorite people um, that, that have ever been put on this earth. And so uh, I am happy to put another Canadian feather in my hat um, <laughs> and give me another excuse to come up there and hang out with you fantastic people. Maybe Anytime. get a chance to see the work that you do, see how you do it, and be just enamored by it. Um, but please go check out uh, Barrett's work. It is fantastic. Give him a follow. He is a, fa- he is a fantastic follow. Um, he might not put a, a bunch of posts up all the time, but when he does, it will pay off. I promise you that. Um, but I think for now, we're going to hop out of this one. You can go buy some of his work, too. Um, can you buy work from your site?
0: Yeah, I've got some uh, some aps up in my my shop, so perfect. Swing on by, and a lot of my stuff is still up at the Hero Complex Gallery as well. And and I, they, I, plus they've got a just a ridiculous amount of other good oh, artwork there.
1: We we love the we love the guys over at Hero Complex, but also I you you will be showing some things uh, at uh, in the next couple months too, right?
0: Uh, yeah, i probably have some stuff up at uh, at the Comic Con in New York. I'm hoping to make it down there, but we'll see. Okay. And uh, uh, yeah, other than that, that's that's it. Just stay tuned,
1: dude. I love it. Well, thanks so much for chatting, and uh, we'll talk soon.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much,
1: Andrew. Well, that's it for this episode of The Art Department. Thanks so much for stopping by. Now you can head on over to MOfOne.network where you can find show notes and links as well as hundreds of other episodes where we've talked to artists, designers, poster makers, illustrators, game makers, toy designers, Honestly, people from all over every kind of industry from all over the world, there's something for you. Head to the archive and check it out now. And while you're there, go to mof1.network/sketch to get your free trial of Sketch now. But for now, I'm Andrew. Thanks so much for stopping by.